back memories. That was a fun role to play. I was the camel. <laughs> I came in chewing gum like I was chewing my cut. Anyway, um, I am so happy to be here. I am so happy that we found our spiritual home here at Bodhi. I am so in love with this community. I am in love with each and every one of you. And just standing backstage listening to that song, I was like, oh, my God. My true colors are shining. <laughs> we get to be here and shine our true colors, you know. And my true colors, you know, they're not always welcomed other places. You know, like, I, I'll confess to you, like, you know, my true colors are that, um, you know, sometimes I laugh too much, and I've been known to cry, and I um, curse, you know. And these are my true colors, you know, and I, I, I'm done apologizing for them. They're just who I am. They're just a part of me. And that gives you permission to have your true colors. So that's what we're here for, to really shine our true colors. So that was like the perfect song to, to set off um, this series with, um, with the chakras. So um, another confession is that... Um, you know, I was asked to do the overall vision for the, the overall view of, of the chakras. And um, I kind of feel like I'm the, like the, the flight attendant who comes out before, like, the flight takes off. And I'm, you know, supposed to tell you to, like, fasten your seatbelt and toss out a few, uh, you know, buckets of free peanuts of spiritual food and, um, you know, do this kind of speech, whatever they say when they're doing this, because I never listen. I'm sure you don't either. It's like, this is like the universal sign for you can sh- not stop listening now because this is really boring information I'm giving you. <laughs> But um, so I've been asked to give this overall vision of the chakras, right? And um, the chakras, there's a lot of information to cover in 20 minutes, but we're going to do the best we can. But there's some of you who have worked with the chakras for a long time. There's some of you who will be new to this and just dipping your toe in for the first time. So we're going to go slowly and we're going to go together. And when we go slowly and together, we're going to find a a greater vibration in it. When we're in community, it's just this amazing thing that happens is that we swell up together and we get through these things in a more vital and deep way than we ever even thought possible. So, a little bit of the history of, um, of the chakras is that they're old, you know, and here at Bodhi, we talk about, you know, new thought and ancient wisdom. This is really ancient wisdom. I mean, the first time it was recorded was in the Vedas, which comes from the Hindu religion, and that was in the 15th century BC, and before that, I'm sure it was around before that, in um, oral tradition, where it was carried just orally, where we, when we, before when we were storytellers. Um, so, suffice it to say, it's old. <laughs> and uh, there are many of them in our bodies, but in this series, we're just going to go through the seven main chakras, okay? So it starts at the, the root of our spine, and it goes all the way up to our crown chakra. And um, the root chakra, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about each chakra. The root chakra is the red chakra, And I think about Dorothy's red shoes, you know, because it speaks to us of home. You know, when she tapped her shoes and she said, there's no place like home. That's our root chakra. It talks about home, our security. It talks about our family. It talks about our roots, where we came from. This is such a vital and important place to uncover and discover and discard some of your stories around, what what your beliefs were around your childhood. And Reverend Mark has designed this series so that for each chakra, we're going to go to that time of our development and really dig in deep with it. So that's awesome. Um, The next chakra is the orange chakra. It's the, uh, the sacral chakra, and it's about 
sexuality, and it's about connection, and it's about creativity and procreation. So I said to my daughter, she's 15 recently, I said, you know, it's down in the connection zone. <laughs> she said to me, she said to me, ew. <laughs> it's like the last thing you want to hear from your mother. It's in the connection zone, honey. <laughs> but that's where it is, and that's what it's about, and it's okay. It's all beautiful. The next one is our... Um, our solar plex chakra, and it's yellow, you know? And again, with, I, I was watching The Wizard of Oz, so a lot of that is going to seep into this talk. But it's that yellow brick road to our destiny, right? It's that place um, of fight or flight, you know, that fight or flight that lives within all of us, that we can either fight the situation or we can go with it, we can fly with it, we can let it flow through us. And when practitioners pray with you after service, that's what they're tapping into. They're tapping into the fire in the belly. That's that chakra. You know, that's what brings into manifestation our desires and our fears. So we really have to be mindful about what's going on with our, our um, solar plex chakra. It's a powerful place. Not that it's any more powerful than any of the other chakras, but they work in interconnectedness with each other. So all of them have to be um, honored and balanced, right? The next one is the yellow brick road leads to where? The Emerald City, that's right. The Emerald City, that's our heart. Our heart, we'd think it was red, but no, it's green. It's the Emerald City. <laughs> you get extra points. <laughs> uh, the Emerald City where we meet the Oz, you know, where we meet our love, our joy, our true heart's desires. You know, and then it goes up into the throat chakra, which is blue. You know, and if you're, if you're, any of these chakras are out of alignment, there's specific questions that we'll be asking during the series that can kind of inform us to know how we need to address those uh, compromised ideas that we have of ourselves. One thing with the throat chakra, you'll notice that if it's compromised, you'll double guess what you say. You'll say something and then you'll go home and you'll say, why did I say that? Or was I, was I supposed to say that? Or you'll find yourself in a situation and you can't find your voice. Or you'll find yourself in a situation and you can't figure out the words to say and you know there are words to say. So this is all about the throat chakra. It's, um, it's, it's that deep desire in all of us that want to sing. We see people on stage singing and we're like, I want to sing like that. And we don't allow ourselves to. We put a measurement on how we're allowed to express ourselves. So the creativity happens you know, in the sacral chakra, but it moves up and it's expressed through the throat chakra. And here at Bodhi, you know, we always teach that our word is our wand, like Megan McDonough says in that beautiful song. Our word is our wand. It carves out our life, right? So what, how we say yes, is it full body? Does it come from that, that um, solar plex chakra? How we say no, is it full body or is it just weak? You know, so it's really wonderful that we get to take the whole journey up the chakra system. And then the next one is the brow chakra, right? That's the third eye. And here, you know, what we want to do with the third eye is that we want to close the exterior eyes, the physical eyes, so that we can go in to our intuition, to our insight, not our exterior sight. This is going to change, right? But if we can tap into our insight, right, that's where we can really feel and know our true guidance of where we're supposed to go, what we're supposed to do, who we're supposed to see, and what we're supposed to say to them. That's already aligned for us. Even this, this talk that I give today, it's already done. You know what I mean? All I have to do is show up. So that's the great news about that. As you continue to work with these chakras and kind of discover and uncover and discard all the stories that are no longer working for you and shining your true light, your true colors, all of this is already done for us. 
We're almost just like these meat puppets that are moving around filled with the Holy Spirit that knows exactly what we need to do and say all of the time. You know, but most of what we think we need to do and say is based on these stories that get trapped in our energetic fields. So that's what we're here to kind of clean out, right? So that's about the intuition. And the final one is the crown chakra. I would lift my arms, but I put deodorant on, but look what happened. I don't know what happened. (laughs) Totally being candid with you now. So anyhow, um, it's the crown chakra. It goes out this way. You get all of me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, So the root chakra roots us into the earth, and the crown chakra roots us into our divinity, right? And that's where it's practiced in yoga. We yoke together these two things. They're both to be honored. They're both to be in balance. I mean, we want to live in the divine, right? But we actually work in the world. We have to be here amongst our brothers and sisters. So we have to be in balance with all of it. We have to show up physically and speak spiritually, you know? That's what we're here to do. So... That's the overview of, of the chakras. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about what my journey has been with the chakras and what your journey could be with the chakras, okay? So before I get in, I want to tell you a little story about my dad because this is about my roots. My dad was this awesome Irish storyteller, you know, Sue and I. It's no mistake that we're here today. Uh, together because we have very similar stories. So my dad was this Irish storyteller. He had this crazy faith and this crazy belief in, in life and the goodness of life. And, um, and he was like the most unlucky man in the world, and he would go around saying to everyone, I'm the luckiest man in the world. And I didn't want to break it to him. None of us did. So we let him go on believing that. And um, anyhow, one time he said to me, he said, Maureen, um, I know that if I buy a lottery ticket, and I put it in my pocket, and I pray to God that God can and will change the numbers on that lottery ticket. And I, I knew that he really believed this because he won the lottery a couple of times, not, nothing big, you know, but he would win often enough to prove that he actually had some sort of, you know, system that he was using. But I said to him, Dad, if that's the truth about God, why doesn't God just cut out the middleman and leave a sack of cash at your door, Right? And he goes, Maureen, God likes to have fun too. (laughs) So that's my dad. That was his faith. So when we were growing up, his mother had passed away when he was a little boy. When we were growing up, he got married, he had eight kids. My mother passed away when we were little, right? So my dad, again, he's really not a lucky story, but again, he's assuming that he is. So he says to us, you know, when your mother, he had this relationship with his mother where he could connect with his mother, and he could connect with her in a very real and spiritual way for him, in a very supernatural way, I would explain it, because when he would tell us the stories, we would just shake our heads, but he would cry during them, and we knew he knew that they were free, um, true for him. So he tried to give us some of this faith when our mother passed away, and he said, um, he said, you can connect with your mother, right? And all you need to do is you need to pick a sign or a symbol and know that this will be your symbol. And when you go out into the world, you'll see the symbol all around and you'll know that she's trying to connect with you. So my sisters and I, my brothers, there was eight of us, we sat around and one person said, I'm going to pick uh, a yellow rose. And one said, I'm going to pick a white dove. And I, I thought, I'm going to pick a rainbow because... Uh, you know, after the storm, God sent a rainbow. So that's what I'm going to connect with. And although I saw it all throughout my life and it started showing up in the most miraculous ways, I was in fight. I didn't want to really connect with my mother in the spiritual realm. I wanted to connect with her in the physical realm. So I went around with that idea of, I don't want to do this. I don't want this to be my story. And I would look for my mother, you know. 
I would look for her all over the place. I remember that story about the little chick who was like, are you my mother? Are you my mother? <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, he has a happy ending. He found his mom. So anyway, I end up finding my mother too. So we'll get to that part of the story. But at that point, I had this agreement that I was unmotherable and somehow abandonable. We take on these stories. They become true for us. And they connect in our energetic field. And we walk into every room with it. You have your own stories. Your stories could be, oh, I don't deserve a mother. It could be, I don't deserve to show my true colors because, you know, I didn't graduate college or because I'm out of the closet or because I'm not out of the closet or because, uh, you know, there's a million different varieties of ways that we don't shine our light and we get stuck in these stories. And these stories step into the room before us. Everybody sees them. Everybody knows them. We pretend that we don't see them and we don't know them, but we, we can pick them up really easily on each other. We think we're hiding something. We're, we talk about being one-minded, so... I mean, that's actually what's happening. So anyway, um, I went around with this story that I was abandonable, and so I proceeded to write that script that I was abandonable and call people in to play that role with me. It's a great role to play, and I met so many people who were willing to play it. <laughs> and I, you know, got this experience time and time again until I got married to this man, and I held out this script to him. I have this great script. I'm abandonable. And he said, that's great. I like to abandon people. Let's get married. <laughs> so we did. And he did what I assigned him to do. He left me for Miss Universe. I was like, what? You know, it wasn't just like being left, but it was like for Miss Universe? Like everyone in the whole world thinks she's better than me. So I was pretty devastated. Um, and that was the time that took me to my knees. That was the time that took the wind out of my sails, that cut me at the knees, and I was left like broken. And I remember thinking, I can't play this script anymore. I have to surrender this. This is obviously not the truth about me. This is just too painful for me to carry the story around anymore. I'll tell you a reason that we carry these stories is because in some way we feel like we're honoring something, right? So the reason I carried that story is because I actually believed that I was honoring my relationship with my mother by making it the most important thing about me. It is certainly not the most important thing about me. The most important thing about me is that I am a guiltless child of God, that I am the light of God. That is the most important thing about you, too. Right? So, so that's why we have to uncover and discover and discard these stories. They are impeding the light of God from shining through each of us in this miraculous rainbow, right? So at the time, I was devastated, and I started taking intentional self-care, which for me looked like going to yoga every single day. I was in Santa Monica, and it was just a blessing. It was just a blessing. And uh, it was with Brian Kest in Santa Monica, and the classes were on donation. So for a single mom, I was like, this is just beautiful. And um, he started to talk to us about yoga, and I didn't know anything. Up dog, down dog, I had no clues. And then he started to tell us about the chakras. And again, I was like, I am, you're not speaking my language. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so um, there was a bookstore underneath, and um, they had all the books there. And it said, uh, so I went down and I looked through the books, and the first thing I saw was the rainbow. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's the rainbow. I'm connected to this idea of, you know, this forgiveness. So I started to do this work with the chakras, and um, it was pretty miraculous, actually. That It's a slow work for me. It continues to happen even up until today. In fact, uh, just, just this past week, I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, Tempest Spirit, who's in the back row, and uh, he said to me, you know, Maureen, that, that um, kundalini energy that starts to rise when you work with the chakras, that that is the 
I thought, the you know, feminine divine uncurling from the sacral bone. But he said to me, and I went to Google it because I wanted to check up on this. He said, that's the inner mother energy. So that's what we're dancing with for the next seven weeks, the inner mother energy that tells us that we are unconditionally loved by this inner mother, this beautiful energy that is shining through all of us, that wants to embrace us, that wants to hold us in this unconditional way that only the spiritual mother knows how. You know, our parents weren't always capable of it. They live in these meat suits, of course. You know, we're all, you know, aligned to just being in these bodies. So this spiritual mother that we all connect with, She's divine, she's waiting, open-handed, ready for us to step into her embrace and embody her light and embody her perfection, right? So this is the truth of what it can be for you as well. We've designed this workshop that's going to take place next week after service, um, and Reverend Mark is going to be praying every single day. Those panic buttons, they're right on your phone. You can reach out in prayer to your practitioner, and you can also call every single day for prayer to escort you through this unraveling of your stories, right? So that we can together as a community move into a more vital place, bloom into our greatest self, so we can move from our fight to our flight with the Holy Spirit, right? Let's pray. So taking in a deep breath and just honoring the perfection of God in us all. Just honoring that beautiful energy that swirls and twirls and delights and delights in each of us. That beautiful mother-father energy that has no end and no beginning, no center and no circumference. It is the allness of everything. It exists equally everywhere. It is in me, it is for me, it is through me. It delights in me, it has me and holds me and knows me. It is in you, it delights in you. It has you and holds you and knows you. Greater than you can ever even imagine, you are held in this grace of God. Greater than you could ever even begin to define, you are held in this compassionate grace of God as great and as powerful and as palpable as it, your love is for any single person in this world, if you even right now in prayer connect with the idea of someone that you think you love unconditionally, multiply that by a billion. Multiply that by a number that can't even be defined, by infinity. That's how great God loves you. And she is absolutely here, ready, willing, and able to allow you to light up this world, to let your true colors shine without apology, without permission, without excuse. Today's the day this Lord has made for us to rejoice and be glad that all of our problems are solved by going within the Holy Spirit into God who unravels these riddles and undoes these wrinkles and cares for us in the most compassionate and loving, beautiful and synchronistic way. So I know, I know and claim that as we move forth together in this seven-week series, that there are miracles unfolding, that there are absolute beautiful miracles unfolding in, through, for us 
that we continue to surrender those old crosses, those old scripts, those old ideas, those old coats that no longer fit us, so that we can step forward boldly and beautifully into our greatest yet to be. So I release these words into the powerful energy of this love that says, yes, 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 my beloved, yes, 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 this is done. And so I simply step aside and I let it be. Together we say, and so it is.